Hello, and welcome to the Red Eye, our weekly three-minute update about high-yield credit in Latin America. I'm Stephen Bodson. It's August 28, 2023, and here's what you need to know to start your week. In Ecuador, right-wing presidential candidate Daniel Noboa is favored to win the second round of the presidential election on October 15th, according to local analysts. Noboa got 23% of the votes in the first round last week, and is expected to beat leftist contender Luisa Gonzalez, even though she came in ahead of him in the first round with 33% of the vote. In Guatemala, Bernardo Arevalo was elected president with 58% of the votes. Arevalo defeated Sandra Torres, who received 37%. Arevalo has committed to a strong social agenda, following in the path of his father, who in 1945 won Guatemala's first democratic election. In Argentina, the IMF approved an immediate disbursement of $7.5 billion as part of its extended fund facility program. Also last week, the country obtained extra financing of $1.3 billion from the World Bank and the Inter-American Development Bank. The money will finance food security programs, small and medium-sized enterprises, and public works. After several months of negotiations, Banco Macro Bank acquired the Argentine operations of Brazil's Itau Unibanco for about $50 million. The deal is subject to conditions and regulatory approvals. The United States is offering Venezuela sanctions relief in exchange for free elections in 2024, The White House National Security Council said that if the government of Nicolas Maduro takes concrete steps to restore democracy, the U.S. would be ready to ease restrictions imposed in 2019. Creditors of Brazilian copper producer Paraná Panema approved a revised plan of reorganization that the company presented last week. The plan now needs to be confirmed by bankruptcy court. The company filed for bankruptcy protection last year to restructure $90 million of debt. Also in Brazil, cement maker InterCement is trying to restructure its debentures by negotiating with banks Banco do Brasil, Bradesco, and Itaú Unibanco instead of engaging with bondholders. InterCement CEO Paulo Diniz said last week that depending on the outcome of the talks with the banks, the company might not need to engage with bondholders at all. Thanks for listening to The Red Eye. You can now subscribe to The Red Eye in English, Spanish, or Portuguese, wherever you listen. For all the latest news on emerging markets debt, check out Red Intelligence at reddintelligence.com.